Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, October 13th. This is very straightforward. Never defend your mistakes. People do that only to protect their pride. The more readily you admit an error, the easier it will be to change yourself. Thus will you win release altogether eventually from ego consciousness. Wow. It sounds so simple when you say it like that, but... To actually just realize that it is your fault and it was either well-intentioned or it was malicious and you've been found out. It was uh, careless and you just didn't put enough energy. It was insignificant or catastrophic, whatever it was. If you did it, you did it. You know, this is like, this is related to Patanjali's yamas and the niyamas, which are the Ten Commandments of Right Behavior, which is simply truthfulness. And, and we never actually accomplish anything by trying to duck the truth. It's not just a question of whether you get away with it, whether you can fool people and kind of trick them into doing it your way or bullying them, bullying them into cooperating with whatever your false idea is. It's this, what is, is. And sooner or later, the reality of reality uh, will win. If you try to go against reality, reality always wins. Now... Short term, sometimes you can get away with it. You can shift the blame to someone else and maybe you won't get caught. But my word, what a catastrophe of karmic consequences you set into place all to avoid having to face what he says here. You're protecting your pride. Either I don't want to admit in front of others or I don't want to admit to myself my own imperfections. And just starts this rolling mess of effort to sort of avoid what's actually happening. Whereas, if you just don't defend yourself, yeah, I was the one. I did it just like that. Even if the consequences are terrible, the consequences will be less if you just bring yourself forward to do it. If you try to defend yourself or duck responsibility, not only do you have the initial mistake, which is sufficient unto itself, but you also then have the entire karma of whatever else you've set in motion trying to protect that initial mistake. And very often, the mistake itself is less serious karmically than what you set in motion when you start trying to protect yourself. Because the ego will never win. Truth will always win in the end. So it, it's, it's part of being a mature human being. It's part of having a long-range view of reality, which is, I can postpone it, but I can't win. It's part of um, just having the courage to be ourselves and realize and not be horrified that I'm capable of imperfection. A friend of mine once did something quite foolish and caused Swami Kriyananda a great deal of inconvenience. Two weeks later, one week later, she was still moping about. When he said, why are you so, what, what, what is your mood about? Oh, I'm, I feel so badly because I, I did the mistake, I, what I did. Now, in that case, she was fully admitting it. But Swami's response to her was, what an egoic response. 
And she was sort of offended because after all she was feeling terrible, not proud. And he said that what you're still you were so shocked that you were capable of making a mistake that a week later you're still, I think he used the word worshiping it. So what he was saying there is a lot of upset about making a mistake and unwillingness to admit it is this completely false idea of ourselves. This egoically based false idea that I'm better than I am. And no amount of, of trying to be better than I am is ever going to make you better than you are. You are just going to be exactly what you are. A friend of mine, a very dear friend, was a little twisted up. <coughs> was a little twisted up in his sense of self. And he often presented to me and to others a kind of persona, just, you know, of, I don't even remember what persona he put forward. But I remember saying to him that the actual you is far more interesting and really far more magnetic than the you that you're always trying to be. The you that you're trying to be lacks the authenticity of the actual you. And so you just drop this facade and just be yourself and everything's just going to work out a lot better. I mean, it became a joke between us because that was exactly the truth. So we need to be in right relationship to the reality of who we are. And in fact, Yogananda's definition of humility is self-honesty. Just, I am what I am. And it also, when we really go deep into it, the ability just to stand there calmly and say, I am what I am. And that's a, a tremendous victory, personally. And I am what I am means also that I do my best, but sometimes for who knows what reasons. I, you know, I make an error of judgment. I don't listen to my intuition. I get influenced by other people. I was overworking and I should have gone to sleep and dealt with it in the morning. Or just... It certainly happened to me in my life. I just really thought it was the right decision. And in retrospect, it simply wasn't. And I've learned, of course, over many years, that sometimes those kinds of mistakes are God-inspired because it's a necessary karma that has to roll itself out. I don't mean to be superstitious about it, and I don't want to overstate it because sometimes I just did it wrong. But other times... Really, I'm, the only way I can say it is I'm absolutely innocent of malice, of uh, lack of attention. You know, there's different kinds of mistakes. There's a the kind of the mistake where you know that it's not right, but you're doing it anyway. For, for all the reasons I said, fear, laziness, uh, the influence of others. You just know it's not the right thing, but you go forward anyway. And when you get called out on those, those are the worst ones to get called out on because you already know you're guilty. And you may already feel really awful about it. And then when somebody publicly exposes you, then it just gets so much worse that often this panic reaction sets in. But as soon as possible, as soon as you're capable of saying, look, it was my fault. Now you also have to understand that conflict, conflict depends on two forces banging against each other. And if somebody comes at you even very maliciously, you know, ha, I finally have you, I'm going to get you for this. If even if you just let their energy, and I've, I think I've shared this image before, it's one Swamiji gave us, like a sieve. I have a big plastic red sieve. It's full of holes. 
and it, it obviously won't hold anything. I mean, you put it under the water, and the water just runs through it. And of course, I have an, a, a beautiful red bowl, and I put the red bowl in, bowl in there. The water stops, and it begins to fill up, and it overflows. So when somebody comes at you with something that's unpleasant, instead of closing up like this and holding your, holding your force field like, no, no, you can't come in, especially if what they're saying is true, even if they say it to you maliciously or, or tactlessly or angrily, depending on what the error is, if you put up a solid wall, their energy will hit and then it'll bounce back at them. Then all of a sudden, they're receiving negative energy too. They will wall against that. And pretty soon you have a boing, 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 going. Everything escalates to be a mess. If somebody comes at you, even with something, especially with something you don't really want, try your very best to make yourself into a sieve. And so all the same energy comes to you, but instead of having a stone wall that throws it back at them, the energy just goes right through you. You know, there's a terrible error here, and I think you're responsible. Hmm. Maybe I am. You know? Then what? What can a person do with that? I mean, they can keep at you, but at least you're not escalating the conflict. And very often, the only way to end a conflict is to say, yeah, I'm responsible. Sometimes the, it's just like somebody, you know, ready for a fight. Swamiji talked about a time when he was in Hawaii. It doesn't matter. He was visiting some friends, and a, a certain issue came up. As it happened, it was that Swamiji was... was was earning all the money to support both Ananda and himself. He refused to take any salary from Ananda. But Ananda had reached the point of development, and his role in it had reached the point where it was really more than he could do. So this man decided that Swami needed to take a salary from Ananda. Um, and he was all prepared because if he was a, a confrontational psychoanalyst or something like that. He just believed in confrontation. So he comes at Swami with all these arguments about why this is simply the right thing to do, not only for Swami himself, but also for the sake of the community, that we were not children, we had to take responsibility. It wasn't right that Swami should only give and we should not give back. He had all these arguments. And he just came at Swami with all this energy ready. And Swami said, I think you're right. <laughs> he said, the man was actually disappointed because he was so ready. But all, Swami just said, you're right. The arguments were true. And then it just deflated. There was no place for it to go. And that will actually is a very good strategy just for that reason. It's just like there's no place for it to go once you've accepted it. Now, I mean, what are the consequences? Maybe you're going to lose your job. Who knows? But more likely, I made a mistake. Now what do we do? And, and the more you can really do it, not just, I made a mistake, you know, which is like, that's still, you've still got a wall up there. It's like, yeah, I made a mistake. And if it's, if it's helpful to explain why you made the mistake, meaning if what you're going to say is going to help make a better decision now, then it may be worth saying. I was under the impression that so-and-so, this was the expectation of so-and-so, but apparently I was wrong in that. So given these expectations, I mean, that might be useful. But don't ever say more than I was wrong uh, unless it is helpful, or, or unless somebody really loves you and really wants to know. <laughs> well, you know, honey, what were you thinking? <laughs> like a, a mother to a child sometimes, what were you thinking? You explain what you were thinking, and then it can be helpful, 
because you can learn, they can learn, everybody can learn. Um, you know, just getting along with people, learning how not to defend the ego. And this is the, the basic premise of this is we're here to transcend our egos. We're not here to strengthen them. Swamiji had a, a very strong personal principle of not simply not defending himself. But he was, he was capable of doing that on a level that most of us, it would be an affectation, meaning we would suppress too much in order to do it. You have to have real detachment from yourself to, to just really to allow everything to go by. But we should practice as much as possible. Swami tells the story of, he was singing, this was before he came to Master when he was just a young man. He was part of a theater group and they had a, a quartet, a singing quartet. And Swami was a, a very good singer and a well-trained musician and he was in that group. But there were a couple of people in the group who just liked to fight, just liked to blame others. And there was one man who made a lot of mistakes but didn't have the ego confidence, you know, the self-confidence, just to acknowledge his mistakes. So every time there was a musical error, you know, this whole cacophony would start. And Swami would immediately say, it was my fault, it was my fault, even when it wasn't, just to calm the controversy and just let them go on. I've often said, and Swami writes it in, in other books related to leadership, well, he, in, in, a, in, in his book about supportive leadership, he says this. He says, oftentimes, the leader simply has to take responsibility for the error. He said, whether it was actually his or not. Now, it's true that ultimately, a, a responsible leader is responsible for everything that happens. You know, he, he, he appoints people to positions of responsibility. If they fail to live up to them, then it, it still comes back on the leader. President Trump, not Trump, Truman, of the United States um, had a, a, a sign on his desk, the president's desk, the buck stops here. And uh, passing the buck is a, a colloquialism in American English that means, you know, it's not my fault, it's not my fault. I don't know what the buck was, I don't know where it came from, but when you were holding it, you were guilty, so you kept passing it down the line, not mine, not mine. So Truman said, the buck stops here. And he was just declaring right from the start, I am responsible, I will take responsibility. So a good leader, his, 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 the people who work for him have confidence because they know he's not going to blame them. He's not going to try to shift responsibility off. He's going to stand there and say it. And I often say that the, you know, the leader, well Swami says in his book is what I was trying to say again, he said sometimes the leader has to take responsibility, even if it doesn't actually belong to them, he said, just to stop the controversy. And that's what we're trying to do. If we're trying to accomplish something, you know, whoever made the mistake, them being personally responsible is incidental to correcting it and going on. And so that's why the leader will just say, I'll take responsibility. And then you can work it out later if it needs to be worked out later. But in the meantime, energy just goes forward. My part of that is, I jokingly sometimes say, the leader wears a t-shirt with a big bullseye on it because everybody's blame affixes on them. So part of what makes a good leader, absolutely when it's your, your fault directly, but even when you're only indirectly responsible, which is it happened on your watch, it's a very good thing to just say, it's fine. You know, what you can mean is, I appointed the right man, I trusted him too much, I didn't supervise, 
I should have given him more support. You don't have to explain all that. But you can say, I'm responsible. Then the controversy stops and positive action can begin. So Swami says, never defend your mistakes. People do that only to protect their pride. The more readily you admit an error, the easier it will be to change yourself. Thus will you win release altogether eventually from ego consciousness. Joy to you. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.